0: The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. I want to get into off-grid issues more than anything else today. And so that's where I'm going to be heading things. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as surviving in these troubled times, creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I do my best to be a resource as you prepare to protect your family. In this show, I also talk about a wide variety of topics, everything from government corruption to chemtrails. I also feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving, so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations, WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, on 7490, WTWW, Lebanon, Tennessee, on 5085, and on WRMI, Radio Miami International, Okeechobee, Florida, on 5850. And this show airs on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Podpoint, Red Circle, Spreaker, Podbean, and Podomatic. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith, and I invite you to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I sure appreciate it. Well, I tell you, I'm going to start off by saying that I hope you're well. There's so many people that I'm acquainted with that are sick right now. And also, I've got a lot of listeners that are telling me that they're ill also. So there's something definitely going around. Now, is it man-made? Is it released from a lab? Is it the so-called COVID that's never been isolated? Or is it simply the flu? You know, in this day and age, you never know. So I want to tell everyone to just take precautions because the people who are getting sick with this, they're getting very sick. And I don't know if Dr. Fauci's been at it again and, and all of his minions. I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm not a medical doctor. I can't diagnose anyone, but I can sure tell when someone's sick. And I've seen several people that have come down with this, whatever it is. And they're sick. Very sick. And I want to take this time to single out two people. We need to remember Roxanne Faust in our prayers. Because she's been very sick with whatever this is. They diagnosed her with COVID. But who knows in this day and age? I think the doctors get extra money when they diagnose COVID. And also I ask for prayers for Karen Bond. Karen had a mishap, she fell and broke some bones and She's down to wheelchairs and walkers, but she's trying to recover, but lo and behold, she caught some mystery illness too, and she was supposed to be on this show. I booked her as a guest, and she called me this morning, and she didn't sound like she felt well at all. So let's keep Karen Bond on our prayers as well. Well, I think that this sickness that's going around possibly is just the flu, and so I don't think that we need to get really upset about it? Not yet. But the way these mad scientists have been wringing their hands and grinning from ear to ear every time they say, Oh, there's another pandemic on the way. Who knows? In this day and age, who knows? And if the medical profession can make you sick and make you have to go to them for the cure, well, then they're guaranteed making massive amounts of money. Now, am I accusing the medical profession of doing this? Not quite, but awful close. It seems like there's an awful lot of people that are in the medical profession that are still pushing this safe and effective vaccine, and they're doing all sorts of things to, I think, get people in their office so they can make money. Now, that's just my opinion. I really do hope that I'm wrong. I hope that every doctor is a humanitarian, but... I know better. I've talked to way too many doctors and nurses who are humanitarians that tell me otherwise. They tell me things about their colleagues that that makes you think that these people just need to get out of the profession. But they're making so much money, they are going to stay in. Which is sad. So take care of yourself and don't forget your vitamins, especially vitamin C, vitamin D. Now, I don't know what they're prescribing for so-called COVID, and I know it's anecdotal and I'm not a doctor, but several people have came down with what they called COVID that treated themselves with ivermectin and they recovered just fine. But of course, consult your doctor before you do anything, but I really think you need to keep all options on the table. Now, what do I think is really going on? I think it's a normal flu, actually. I think that's all that's going on. I think they have everyone so scared that they're going to spend whatever money and have whatever tests done that they're told they need and people are living in a spirit of fear right now. Everyone thinks the next virus is going to be a killer. And I think the next one they release is going to be much deadlier than COVID. But I think what's going around now is just a horrible flu. And I hope I'm right on that. But if I'm wrong, I think we need to really concentrate on keeping our families safe by limiting our contact with people. I'm not telling you to crawl in a hole or to be a hermit, but be very careful. And I know personally from my own personal experience, if I stay away from school-age children, I feel much better. Now, I love school-age children. I think they're wonderful. I love to play with them, and I love to hear them talk and hear their ideas. and I love that youthful vigor. I love to be around it. But I can't be around them during the cold and flu season. Because I'll catch everything that's going around the school, I'll catch it. And so I hang out here at the ranch with my cows and my dogs and my barn cats and my tractors and they don't give me any sickness, I don't think. They give me some grief sometimes, but they also give me a lot of pleasure. And I'm happy to inform everyone I'm officially done haying. I need a drum roll and a cymbal crash right there. I'm officially done with mowing, raking, and baling, but I've still got thousands of bales to pick up. And a little special to Michael. Michael, if I need you, I will call you. I think I have it under control, but I remember your offer, and I do appreciate it. Now, getting on to some other topics. I think that we're going to have strange weather this winter. Maybe I'm being off base with this, but I'm noticing a lot more chemtrails, and I'm noticing a lot more chemtrails that have that dark streak running right beside the white, misty chemtrail. And I've heard people that are chemtrail deniers say, Oh, that's just a shadow. And I just almost bust out laughing. A shadow in the sky. Who ever heard of such a thing? And what's funny is a lot of times this black chemtrail will last about twice as long as far as being condensed, is the light-colored chemtrail, which will dissipate. And so you'll have this white chemtrail and this black chemtrail laid together in parallel, and then the white chemtrail will start breaking up and trying to form these pseudo-fake clouds, where the black chemtrail will hold its shape a lot longer. But of course, it's just a shadow, you know, and there's no such thing as chemtrails. I can't believe how many people out there are still in utter denial of what's happening. It's really sad, actually. But they've been spraying here an awful lot, and it seems like that every day that could give us some sunshine and maybe warm things up a bit, the jets are just really up and flying. And even on days where it's cloudy, if I can see through the clouds just enough, I can see chemtrails up above the clouds. It's kind of misty, you know. I look up through and see these chemtrails, and sometimes I even see a jet flying. But it seems like they're out there all the time, and what they're spraying is, I think, killing the wildlife and killing the plants. And Oh, by the way, I think it's killing you, too. And I really don't know what we can do about it. I think we have so many evil people in high places, and they have a lot of money. And there's an awful lot of people that are willing to do anything for a dollar. And that's always been the case. You can find a henchman to do anything. And we have a bunch of pilots who are nothing more than henchmen that are up there, in my opinion, destroying our climate, destroying all the birds and all the plants and the wildlife of all sorts, from insects on up to the larger mammals. And I mentioned a couple weeks ago about the zombie deer disease. I think it's all connected. As a matter of fact, I think everything is connected all the way through, from the FBI wanting to get some laptops so they could reinvestigate a murder, or a suspected murder from 2016, when one of Hillary Clinton's campaign people was murdered, and and it seems like there must be some new evidence that have surfaced, because that's kind of hit the news again. And all I can say is, really? The Clintons involved in a murder? No. I guess that's about all I can say about that. It's really sad when you look at your country's leadership, both Republican and Democrat, and just shake your head and just just shake your head in disgust. I know that's what I do. I can't stand any of them. And these people are letting this happen, and they're ruining the Constitution. And I know there's an awful lot of people they are very good people, and their intentions are pure and honest and wonderful but they think we can restore the Constitution and get everything going the right direction again. And as long as these illegitimate people control everything, they just usurp the Constitution at will. And just simply saying we're going to follow the Constitution isn't going to cut it, because these people are not going to follow the Constitution. They'll try to strike anything out of the Constitution they want to, or they want to add anything to it they want to, whatever expedient for them which makes it very sad. But we're about into 2024, and you know that means another horrible, nasty election season. And so not only do we have to put up with winter, and have to put up with sickness, and have to put up with idiots that are doing all sorts of horrible things to us, the idiots I'm talking about in our government. We have to put up now with all the propaganda and the lies and just everything that happens on an election year, which is sad. But I don't want to dwell on that this episode. I want to get into off-grid issues more than anything else today. And so that's where I'm going to be heading things. I had a phone conversation with Karen Bond, and I booked her for the show for today. And like I said, she is not feeling well. But she was telling me an awful lot of things that are happening as far as research science, because that's been her profession. Is working in professional nursing and also in research science. And so she gets all the publications and gets all the notifications, and she kind of knows what's happening and where. And she was talking about so many things that are in the pipeline and are being planned to our detriment that they are doing in the scientific labs all over the world. And she really wanted to talk about that. And hopefully, we'll have her on next show. If not, it'll be the show after that. But I think it's going to be something you're going to want to tune into because there's lots of people like me that are kind of on the outside looking in, but she's an insider, and she really knows what's going on. Plus, she's a wonderful person and a beautiful Christian sister of mine, and I just can't wait to have her back on the show. But I do want to touch on one thing that she was adamant about. It seems that they're starting to bioengineer an awful lot of things for agricultural use, such as livestock and just other sources of meat they're tampering with, as far as doing research on different pathogens. and, And I gather from what she told me on the phone is that they are moving some of the labs around that are being discovered as being less than healthy for us. They're closing the labs down and relocating them in other states. And the one that she really wanted to tell me about was a scientific lab out of the east coast. I believe it was Rhode Island that specializes in bovine, which is cattle. And Karen was really disturbed about that. And not only is part of her profession doing research, she also researches other research as she tries to find out what's going on. She's definitely one of the good guys. I'm going to move on to some off grid issues. I talked about fire safety as far as your wood burning stove. Well, a lot of people that live off grid use propane as well. And before we get too far into winter, I think you need to do a walkthrough of whatever system that you're using to heat your house. If it has filters, check your filters, check the fittings, make sure that you don't have any cracks or anything loose. Make sure there's no propane leaking anywhere, especially in the house. Make sure that you have the right kind of ventilation because you don't want to be asphyxiated by using any kind of a fuel like propane. So I'm going to stress safety this year when you're heating your house. I know a lot of people are using portable kerosene heaters and I use one as well. But be very careful. They throw out an awful lot of heat and accidents can happen. So make sure you keep them in an area that, even if you have an old one that will not shut off by itself, doesn't have a safety on it, that if it falls over, it's falling over onto asphalt or cement or something that is non-flammable. I think that's very important. Well, I've been doing my best to winterize my house, and I'm about halfway there. I'm way behind because I was in the hayfield way too long. But I think that this year is going to be vital for you to conserve as much energy. Now, I know the price of energy is starting to come down a little bit, but I don't know. Call me a pessimist if you want. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I think when the price starts going up, I think it's going to go up drastically. It all depends on what these fools do over in Russia and Ukraine and over in Israel. But also you have the players behind the scenes meaning our Congress and our Senate and our President and anyone else that wants to meddle in other people's business. And I truly believe George Washington was right when he said, do not get entangled in foreign engagements. And he's right. We have no business being all over the world doing what we're doing. You can say, well, it's in America's interest. Well, sometimes we have to think about the interest of the country that we are Occupying, or we are at least putting bases on. Everything can't just be for the United States and no one else. So, my prayer is maybe someday the United States will straighten up and not try to police the whole world and let other people handle their own affairs. I think that would be a positive for you and me both. Well, I said I wanted to get onto off grid issues and I want to talk about your power bank. Have you checked your batteries? Have you checked your connections? If you haven't, you need to go do that. You need to do that several times a year, but right now is probably the most crucial time for you to have everything clean and tight and all your connections good, all of your cables good, especially if you're using solar. We don't have near as long as sunlight. Our days are now very short, and we need every bit of that energy that the sun's going to give us. We can't have a weak battery bank that's weak because of corroded cables, or cables that are too small of gauge. I know keeping your system in tip-top condition can be challenging. Of course, the larger battery bank you have, the longer it's going to take. But I set aside about five hours to service my battery bank, and I take everything apart, and I clean it and retighten it. It never ceases to amaze me that there's always a cable that's either loose or corroded or just a problem like that. Something. Sometimes I'll have a cable that corrodes in half and it might be a cable that was perfectly good two weeks before when I looked at it. But when corrosion really sets in, sometimes you don't see it if it's in the center of the cord coming from the inside out. And there are other times where your cables look like they're connected but if you grab the cable, the cables totally corroded in half. And I've had that happen twice to me so I know that it does happen. Now I do my battery banks twice a year, but ideally it should be four times a year. Every change of season you should be doing something to your battery bank. Cleaning it, tightening it, just whatever it takes to keep it in tip-top condition. And don't forget to check the water level in your batteries. That's extremely important. Now one of the questions I get about being off-grid is if your batteries go dead overnight, as far as they don't have enough power to run your inverter, will your batteries freeze? Well, I'm going to give you just the answer in my case. I run my power every night till it goes out. And I've done that for 12 years. And I've never had a battery freeze. But, when mine go flat, they're about 22 volts. I use a 24-volt system. Everything goes down to 22 volts or 21.5. And my inverter automatically shuts off. Now if you would have these same batteries and get them as low as 12 or 16 or 18 volts, they possibly could freeze. And so be very careful as far as you know your location. If you're up way up north where it gets colder and the cold lasts longer, well you might want to make sure that you keep enough voltage in your batteries that you don't have that issue. But here in central Nebraska, I've never had a battery freeze on my battery bank. But I have had batteries freeze on tractors and cars that got low, and I was not using that tractor for like three or four months. I'd forget to unhook the battery cables, and, and in this one instance, the tractor must have had something that was a current draw to make the battery go totally dead. But it did freeze. It actually puffed out the side of the battery, and there was frost on the side of the battery about a quarter of an inch thick. I went ahead and tried to charge it, but the battery never really worked after that. I just used the battery as a core at that point, went and got a different one. So make sure that your batteries stay charged enough that they do not freeze and break. And speaking of freezing and breaking, I know that it's probably too late for most of you if you haven't winterized your RV or your cars or what have you, but Make sure you got antifreeze everywhere you need it, and don't take anything for granted. And my rule of thumb is I always put in 25% more antifreeze than I need to. Now, I know that technically that's not the right way to do it, but I also know that if we have a week of negative weather, if it's like negative 10 and negative 6 and so forth for a week, I know that I'm not going to have any issues when everything thaws out. So that extra couple of quarts per vehicle really adds some peace of mind. So I would consider that as well. And most people have their gardens put to bed. But I actually saw a house plant, tomato that was brought in the house, that had a ripe red tomato on it. And that's really something for after Thanksgiving, for a tomato plant to be producing a large tomato. And the plant looked as healthy As one in midsummer, And so my hat's off to the people that grew that. I think that was amazing. And also, if you want to go foraging, I like to mention that from time to time. I notice that there's dandelions that are flowering through the snow. I've never seen that before. Of course, I've never looked for it. But since I'm trying to get better at foraging, so I can tell you about my little projects... I was walking through the snow, and it's melting here quite a bit. And in one of the melted spots, there was a dandelion that obviously had flowered before the snow because the flower was flat onto the ground. But it was nice and yellow, and if it's somehow pollinated, I think it's going to make seeds. And I couldn't believe just this beautiful yellow flower. And so I started looking around and saw several more dandelions that are starting to bloom. And we're down into the single digits every night as far as temperatures. And I've known dandelion leaves to come back a little bit during the winter, but I've never seen them flower. So that's kind of a new one on me. But if you're fortunate to have dandelions that are active, well, that's a great addition to your table. There's an awful lot of anti-cancer agents and other really good things in dandelions. So don't be afraid to keep an eye out for them dandelions. I want to thank everyone who's written me. I want to thank all those who've donated. And the reason the show is coming to you is because of the generosity of the people who donate to this program. Without their donations, the show does not go on. And I would ask that you consider partnering with me and sending in a donation. I would really appreciate it. That would really help me a whole bunch. And I take checks, money orders, or cash, You'd write to check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media P.O. Box 163 P.O. Box 163 Hershey, Nebraska and the zip code is 69143 and your donations are very much appreciated. People often ask me how I managed to be off-grid. How did I learn how to do it and And most importantly, how do I make it work for me? I think that the key word is efficiency. I think you have to be efficient in everything you do. I think that every step that you take during the day needs to have a purpose. Every ounce of power that you use needs to have a purpose. Everything needs to connect seamlessly. And if you can get your days in order, Enough to where you can just go from one thing to the next and have a momentum that you can build during each day. That's gonna really help you be off grid. In other words, don't have a lot of dead-end projects, dead-end motion, whether it's just physically walking or if it's part of a project, if it's you know electricity use or what have you. I guess the old analogy would be don't paint yourself into a corner. An awful lot of people that first go off-grid are very frustrated because they don't manage their power, and they're very inefficient, and they don't try to combine things, and they don't have the right system down yet. And so they might get right towards the critical part of their project, and lo and behold, they're either low on power or out of power. And so they either have to start a generator or wait until the next day. And lots of people get very frustrated with being off-grid because they can't have that power when they need it. You can always have power when you need it, when you live off-grid, if you're in control of how you use your power. That's a headspace you're going to have to have. You're going to have to know that you are in charge of your power, so when you run out of power, when you don't think you should, well, that's because you're inefficient or you did not prioritize the right things in the right order. I always have enough power to do everything I need. Now, sometimes I have to do things in the morning that I would normally do in the afternoon because maybe there's clouds coming in. And so I think, okay, I've got major electricity use, let's say from 3 to 5, and it's going to get cloudy at 2. Well, then I just rearrange my day. And so I make my heavy use from like 1 to 2 or 11 to 1 or what have you. And so you have to keep one eye on the sky and you're going to have to know your forecast and then plan accordingly and keep everything flexible. I guess that would be my second word other than efficiency would be flexibility. Be flexible with your schedule as much as you can to accommodate to your power production. That's very important. And so once you get it in your head that you have to be flexible, And you're going to have to check the weather. You're going to have to know when the clouds are coming in. You're going to know when sunrise is, sunset. And then also pay attention because the sun's at a different angle. And if you have not re-aimed your solar panels, you better do that. And what I mean by re-aiming them is raise the top end slightly and tilt them. Don't have them pointed as far straight up as you normally do. Take about 10 degrees or 15 degrees, if you want to be drastic, and move it that far. And that will get more in line with the sun as the sun is farther south right now. So you're going to have to kind of follow the sun. And I guess another two words would be common sense. Use common sense. If you don't think something's going to work, well, think it through. And if you're right, use your common sense and don't do it. Think of another way to do things. And also, you're going to have to be prepared to stop when you don't want to stop. And mentally, that's hard for some people. When they're getting into a project and things are going good, and all of a sudden their workshop goes dark because you just ran out of power, that could be very frustrating. But you're going to have to do your best not to be frustrated. Because living off-grid can be the most frustrating thing you've ever done. I freely admit that when I was just getting going, there were many days I was frustrated because I felt like I was hampering myself because it turns out that I was hampering myself. But I learned how to be efficient and I learned how to prioritize and be flexible. And that has really helped me get through the day with enough power to where I don't have to worry about when the power goes off, everything I need power for is done so I don't get frustrated, because I've used the power I needed to use for that day. And people ask me, well, what do you do after you run out of power at night? Well, again, that's all planning ahead. I have two different systems I use. One system is my daylight system, or the system where I have power, and the other system is where I'm running dark. Now, I do have the capability of starting a generator and generating my own power, recharging my battery banks, and then having power the rest of the night. I have the ability to do that, and I think everyone should have that ability, but I choose not to use that very often, because I have my system down, my dark system, to where I'm really happy with it. And I don't watch television, and I do all of my computer work during a time where I know I'm going to have enough power I don't like to run a generator to run my computers, and also, the way I'm situated, my battery bank is in between two houses, and so I have to get out of my house and walk about a 100 yards and change a few things around to run my generator the way I want to do it. And to me, that's kind of a hassle, so I normally just run dark. I love listening to shortwave radio, and so I just turn on my battery-powered shortwave radio and and for lights I have an inverter that I can use a 12 volt car battery so I can have battery lights for about four hours if I want. I don't use that very often either. Normally I go very old school. I have some kerosene lamps and I have some candles and I kick back at the end of the day and I just enjoy my solitude. I enjoy the peace and quiet and the knowledge that I put in a hard day's work And that day is now over, and now I can relax. And I cook with my wood-burning stove for the most part. I do have a propane stove, but I like my wood-burning stove. And so I will get my fire going. I'll cook myself a nice dinner. And I'll just kind of just live like my great-grandparents lived. And for me, it works great. I think it keeps my stress levels down. I know it adds to my workload. It's much easier to flip a switch or just, you know, have a microwave oven and just heat something up. That's much easier than doing what I do. But I don't live easy. It seems like I always walk the hardest trail I can find. I don't I don't try to purposely do that, but that seems to be how things end up. And I'm not asking anyone else to do that and to try to be as old school as i am but people do ask me how i get by now you might say well if it gets dark at 5:30 or 6 that's an awful long time to be in the dark and that's true that's where i'll use my inverter or i will start the generator if i really do need lights or if i need to work in my workshop or if i have something going i can have power 24/7 it's just that i choose not to run the gas and that saves me money And also, I do like my ability to kick back and just be very old school. That's just something I enjoy doing. You might say that's my vacation away from the harsh reality that the world really is of just chaos and horrible things that are happening everywhere and all the technology they're coming up with that eventually is going to be our downfall as a species. It's good to know that I can kick back and just live. And just be at peace. And so that's how I live successfully off grid. Not everybody can be off grid. Unfortunately, not everybody can do this. The ones that are addicted to microwave ovens, the ones that are addicted to everything being instant, I don't think being off grid the way I'm off grid is going to work for you. Now, if you want to spend the extra several thousand dollars and get the extra panels and extra batteries for your battery bank and and if you have the money to spend and you are one of those that positively has to have power 24-7 and you want to have power to waste enough to just turn on every light in the house well of course you can do that off-grid but at what cost? The batteries are anywhere between five and seven hundred dollars a piece for the correct storage batteries that you're going to need And to have your power 24-7 and being able to just use power anytime you want in any amount you want, you're going to probably want to have a battery bank of at least 24. And yes, you heard me right. If you're going to waste power, you're going to have to have a minimum of 24 batteries. I have 12 batteries and it serves me just fine. If I would go half again and get six more batteries, I think I could get through the night really well. But I couldn't waste any power. Everything would have to really be managed as well as I manage the power now. And so, therefore, I think you're going to have to have six extra batteries just to be wasteful. And let's face it, there's an awful lot of people out there that waste an awful lot of electricity. I used to be one of them. And when I was forced to be efficient with my power use, well, that made me really realize just how wasteful I've been and i for one love not having a utility bill and i think that far outweighs any inconvenience that i do have being off-grid and yes i'm inconvenienced and i still get frustrated at times at it but not very much it's something that i feel that i've chosen and i think i've chosen wisely now there are people that live in climates where they're going to have to have air conditioning or they're going to have to have a heavy-duty heater as far as keeping their house warm and most people have central air in their house and how do you incorporate that into living off-grid well again it's doable but how much money do you want to spend i feel like that i'm running a part-time power company myself just keeping myself going to run my grinders and all of my power tools and just to keep everything going And if I would try to expand that to, let's say, double or triple what I have, then I would be spending at least one day every three months servicing my battery bank. That would be a full day's work. And so there's nothing instant about going off-grid, unless you really want to go old school and go totally off-grid and just don't worry about having any power at all. You just live like they did back before electricity was harnessed. And I know there are people that excel at that. There's an awful lot of people that are simply going off-grid. They don't care about generating power. They just kind of go off-grid. A lot of these people kind of go gray. They're the people that are just sick of all the games that are being played by humanity, and they just want to go out and live their life. They're the people that just want to be left alone. And there's a growing number of those as well. And I don't advocate that at all, but I do know that is something that people are considering as a lifestyle choice. Now, if I would have to choose between going 100% without power and living very, very old school or having power and not having the ability to do what I'm doing where I'm basically in both worlds, I would definitely choose the world without power. Now, that would mean that it would be real hard for me to do a radio show, I'd have to go somewhere that had power, but I don't like having those power bills. And I didn't like the power company always what I considered trespassing. Anytime they want to come on your property, well, they're there. I had people from the power company that drove through my yard and and all sorts of things that just were uncalled for, and I'm glad to be rid of them, and I never will go back. But there again, I have to say, that's a lifestyle choice that you may not want to make. But it does work well for me. Well, the final off-grid topic I'm going to talk about today is keeping your solar panels de-iced and snow-proofed as much as possible. One of the biggest drawbacks to solar power is the fact that you have your solar panels will get covered with snow or ice and ice is not as bad as snow ice it will still generate some power through ice as long as it's crystal clear ice but snow if it's a quarter inch or a half an inch you'll still get a little power generated but anything over half an inch forget it it's like throwing a blanket or something over your solar panels and one of the worst chores to do is to go out sweep your panels off And if you have a light snow that's snowing all day, you may have to go out four or five times during the day and sweep your panels off. And that can get extremely old real fast. And so you have to go out and keep them swept off. And in my case, it's kind of hard to do. And so it's a job I don't like to do very much. And I don't like to endorse any products on the show, and I don't have any sponsors. But I do have to tell you what I use, because... I want you to have a good experience of being off-grid, if possible, and one of the things that I can do to help you is to tell you how I function day-to-day. I use a product called Rain-X, and it's easy to use. All you have to do is dampen your solar panel and then apply the Rainex. and after it dries, it leaves a little film, and you just wipe it off. It takes a little while to do, but... If you treat your panels about once every month or every other month, you're going to stay at maximum protection, and the water will bead and roll off there real easy, and it'll make the snow come off much easier. Sometimes it keeps the snow from sticking at all, but sometimes it doesn't. If the snow builds up and it catches in one spot, well, then it'll kind of make its own little dam, so to speak, and it'll cover your panel. But instead of having to sweep it off, all you have to do is bump your panel and the snow will come rushing off. And so I would highly recommend that you treat your panels during the winter time. Now during the summer rainstorms, it's not necessary. And if you have panels that have easy access, it's not necessary. But if you want an easier job of taking care of your panels, then go ahead and apply that product and I think you'll be happy you did. Well, I'm going to finish out the show talking about world events. And the reason I'm going to do that is that world events seem to creep into everything because it's controlling everything right now. I have not been keeping up as much as I should with what's happening in Ukraine or over in Israel because, frankly, the whole thing sickens me. The fact that you have pregnant women being sent to the front lines in Ukraine is just horrible. It's incomprehensible, and anyone who would allow that to happen to their citizens is is a horrible person. And also, that's a sure sign that whatever side is sending pregnant women to fight is a side that is not only losing, but they've lost. Remember the pictures of the young men that Hitler was sending to their death? Eleven, twelve, some of them were even ten. And they were given the Nazi salute, and Hitler was out there stumbling around looked a little like Joe Biden. He was just like in dementia and he was stumbling around and telling those kids they were doing something great for their country. But were they fighting for Germany or were they fighting for this evil dictator? Were they fighting for Hitler or were they fighting for Germany? They were definitely fighting for Hitler at that point. Had Hitler been dealt with earlier on Like in 1942 or 1943, that war could have been negotiated. Germany would have suffered, but it wouldn't have suffered near like it did following Adolf Hitler to the bitter end. And I see the same thing happening in Ukraine with this Zelensky. I think he's a puppet. I think he's not big enough for any job at all. And before he became president, he was an adult entertainer, so I don't think that he's qualified and He's sending people to their death, and I think he's doing it on purpose. And this whole thing in Israel and Hamas is just sickening. On both sides, it's just sickening. And the fact that we have people in this country that are backing either side, backing the killing, is just so foreign to me. The only reason these people are killing each other is because of hatred that has been fostered through the years by different leadership that have come and gone through the decades and just squabbles that have happened between all the peoples of that region in the Middle East. And people say, oh, they'll never quit fighting. Well, of course they'll never quit fighting if people keep stirring them up. And the news media and the governments of all the governments are stirring their people up. And all the news media of every country, they're stirring their people up. And never forget that war is a big business. War makes billionaires. And there are many billionaires being created, as I speak, all on the backs of these poor people that are getting bombed and maimed and murdered on both sides. I just wish that humanity would wake up to the fact that we are what Alex Jones called a prison planet. I never really understood that until later on in life. And the way they treat us and the way they keep us at each other's throats and the way, and I'm talking they, I'm talking the elites and the people that truly have power, they sit back and watch as we tear each other to pieces. And my hope and prayer is for mankind as a whole is to wake up to this and see exactly what is going on. We are like puppets, and the puppet masters are making us do all sorts of evil to each other that shouldn't happen. And it seems like other kinds of evil that are closer to home, such as in violence in the home and domestic abuse, it seems like that is at record numbers right now. It's hard for me to even fathom what some of these people, and most of them are female, what they're going through at the hands of a tyrant and a monster. And I think all of this is interconnected. It's all produced at the same place. And of course, Satan is the head of all of this. But I wish mankind would wake up to the fact that we're all in this together. Whether we want to be or not, we are. We're all in this together. Everybody that's taking a breath on this planet right now, we're all taking our breaths together. And it is my prayer that someday mankind will look at their quote-unquote elites and their quote-unquote leadership and tell them no. It's time that we did that as a species because as this Agenda 2030 is getting closer, where we'll own nothing and be happy, and we'll be eating z bugs, And our population will be reduced by millions. Well, part of their plan is to make us tear each other limb from limb. And I, for one, want to defeat these evil people and their plan and their agenda 2030 and all of their agendas that they sit in a room and decide what's going to happen for everyone. And were you invited to that meeting? Well, I wasn't either. And I don't want to be eating genetically altered food. I don't want to have robots. I don't want to have self-driving cars. I don't want electric cars. I don't want... All of these things that they're pushing, the transgenderism, the social rot, is for what? It's all for destruction. And, And anyone who has listened to me at any length of time at all, knows that I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. And I don't think humanity has an answer for all this evil that is being created by mankind. Of course, the author is Satan, and the people that are creating the chaos and the evil are either openly satanic or they are controlled by Satan, and maybe they don't realize it, but they are. So I think that what we have to do is get closer to God. And I think we need to really concentrate on the kingdom of God. And I say that very often on this show. But I mean it. The amount of research that I do to try to stay current is for me, it's daunting. And I come to one conclusion that this place is toast. That mankind has been corrupted. Mankind has been confiscated. Basically, all of our countries, all of our leadership, everything's controlled by this cabal of elites, Satanists and oligarchs. And It's just an evil system that is being placed in the world right now. And may I say very communist as well. But we have this very evil system that's being thrust upon us. And none of us have asked for it. But yet we have it. So since we didn't ask for it and we don't really know how it got here, we're kind of at a loss of how to get rid of it, what to do about it. Well, all of my research has led me to believe 100% that we need to rely on our faith and we need to rely on the kingdom of God more than ever. And if we will do that, if mankind will turn to Almighty God, and will give themselves to God and repent of their sins and will obey God and will be obedient children of God. Then the world all of the sudden would be a much brighter place. Would it be a place without problems? No. The only time the world is going to be without problems is when Jesus comes back and there's a new heaven and a new earth. I do believe the new earth is not going to have any problems. But the earth that we have? Oh boy, do we have them. But I think that part of the reason we have the problem is because of all the brainwashing, all of the people that are stirring things up. It seems like there's always someone trying to stir the pot, trying to keep everyone angry, trying to keep everyone just beside themselves hating other people. And that really has to stop. Now, you might be asking, how does this pertain to off-grid? Well, it really has everything to do with being off-grid, because if you live in a world of hate and anger, well, it doesn't matter if you're on-grid or off-grid, you're not going to live very long, and your life is going to be miserable. And it's miserable enough on Earth without you making yourself miserable or giving yourself impossible standards or impossible goals to reach. It seems that Nobody is in reality right now. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me that's not in reality. Because I really don't like the way things are in the real world right now. I think there's a lot wrong. I'm noticing that lots of gas stations are now getting casino games. Now, that started out real strong in Montana. And there were casinos on every block. Everything was a casino in Montana for quite some time. could still be that way. But now it seems like in Nebraska, you can go almost anywhere and play what they call skill games. And I see all these people that are, they're hopeless. They feel like they have no hope. And so they think the only way they can get money is by playing the lottery and playing these skill games. And they're spending the last dimes they have with the hope that they might get lucky. And watching that happen is very sad. And seeing the destruction that that's causing is very sad. And that's all interconnected with all the globalists and all of the 2030. And if you don't get anything from this part of the show, but this, I'm trying to convey this. Everything is connected to what the powers that be, these elitists, everything is being generated by them. And they're playing us like an accordion. They know exactly what people without money are going to do. And so they make sure that there's a lot of people without money so they can go ahead and finish them off financially. There's an awful lot of psychological things going on. They know that if they push button A, we're going to do one thing. If they push button B, we're going to do another. We may not realize that we're dancing to their tune, but we are. And it's time we as a species, quit dancing to their tune and understand that that is exactly what's happening. And I would like to wake everyone up to the fact that you're being played. You're being played horribly. And unfortunately, if you don't stand up to it, you are making yourself a willing accomplice of your own corruption or your own destruction if you're aware that this is happening and you do nothing about it. And I try to do something about it every day. And one of the things I'm doing about it is this radio show. And I try to talk to people that I happen to meet and try to educate people. And it's not that I'm the smartest man in the room, because I'm not. But I do believe that God has revealed to me certain things that are happening right now that are evil and where it comes from. And I do know that Through faith, God lifts me up on a daily basis. As I lift him up, he will lift me up and sustain me. And I do know that that comes from Almighty God and not from this evil, corrupt world. If the evil, corrupt world had its say, then all of us would be already dead and gone. And I don't understand their mindset, because I'm not one of them. But I think that they're not only satanic and evil, I think they're insane. And so. As we try to make sense of things, it's really hard for us to make sense of insanity. I know I can't. I just try to stay away from insanity as much as I can. And it's hard to do in this day and age. It really is. But I think that we need to make an effort. And I know this show's been all over the map, but each part is as interconnected as I can make it today. I seem to have an awful lot on my mind, and Every time I come to this microphone, I just, it just starts flowing out of me. There's an awful lot that we need to change and it's easier to change than what you think. You just simply have to do it. And I recommend the change that you do is if you don't have a walk with Almighty God, that is your change. That is what you need to do. And if you do have a walk with Almighty God, the change you need to make is to make it more real and make it stronger. That's my challenge to everyone. It's my challenge to me on a daily basis as well. The answers are out there. But the answers do not lie within the world in their corruption, in their oligarchs, and their elites. There's no answers there. That just leads to destruction. And I would hope that all the listeners to this show would. Understand that I do care about you, and I do want to see the best for you. Whether you go off-grid or not, that's immaterial. I want the best for you and your family. And through my research, I have determined that, without a doubt, the best path to take is to seek out your Creator. I hope the right ears heard this show today. I always appreciate my time coming to you with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. And it's my goal to help you grow your faith and also to help you be more self-sufficient. And I hope I've done my job today. I would ask that you consider donating to this program to keep it on the air. That's vital to keep it on the air. I need to have partners and I want to say a special thank you to those who have donated. I could sure use more donations, though, to keep this on the air, and I'd love to grow this program if possible. I take checks, money orders, or cash. You'd write to checkout to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. the zip code is 69143. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, everyone, stay strong, stay well, watch out for this new virus or whatever this is, stay healthy, keep your powder dry, and never ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.